It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday. Your team every single day, at least throughout the weekday here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify. And next Monday, make sure to check out every single episode of the show on YouTube. You can go over to YouTube.com right now and search Lockdown Panthers. There's two of them. One of them is the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, but you want to click on the Locked On Panthers podcast with the Carolina Panthers blue icon. You know all about that Carolina blue. Click on that and subscribe to the show. There's already a couple things up there from the season when I would do some quick reaction stuff. So that's really old and dated, but starting next Monday, every single episode of the show, including other things, will be on the Lockdown Panthers YouTube page. So make sure to go over there and subscribe today. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council because every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. You can either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council to participate every single Friday for the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. We are officially 
in the offseason for everybody in the National Football League. Some are calling it draft season. But also others are saying if you're now catching up on the draft, you're already behind. That's not us because we did talk about the combine a couple weeks ago. Talked to Joe Marino, our friend over with Locked on Bills, who also works for the Draft Network and hosts the Draft Dudes podcast. Does a fantastic job. He's going to be one of the people that we lean on throughout the next couple of months as we head into the NFL draft. And one of the positions of need, as you know, for the Carolina Panthers is at quarterback. And there's been plenty of conversation. We had it last week of who could be the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers next season. If they took a rookie, likely could be Malik Willis out of Liberty or Kenny Pickett out of Pitt, who has the ties to Matt Rule. You may have heard this. Once upon a time was committed to Matt Rule back at Temple University before deciding to go over to Pitt, where David Tepper is a big-time booster and used to be one of the minority owners of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It all kind of comes back to thinking that Kenny Pickett will be the next franchise quarterback here in Carolina, but it might not be that simple. There are other options out there in the market. We've talked about Kirk Cousins. Talked to Matthew Collar a couple weeks ago about Kirk Cousins and whether that would be a good decision. He thinks not. I also agree. Jimmy Garoppolo is someone that we'll also have the conversation about. Garoppolo is on his way out of San Francisco as they plan on finding him a trade partner in a team that he actually wants to play for. Could that be the Carolina Panthers? I've already said in the past that I believe that the Carolina Panthers are going to make an upgrade, and if they really want to go out there and find a new quarterback, the most likely option will be Jimmy Garoppolo, especially as you look at things currently. Russell Wilson, who was sitting there in a box with Commissioner Roger Goodell on Sunday during the Super Bowl, what was they? What kind of conversation were they having? Will he leave Seattle right now? The answer is no. Aaron Rodgers apparently is leaning on staying in Green Bay. So the NFC might not have some of the changeover, especially those two quarterbacks that a lot of people were thinking might be out on the market. What's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray? What's his issue there in Arizona? The Panthers don't have a ton of surefire options that might be available to them. We don't have to go back very far to last offseason when Matthew Stafford said after 12 years in Detroit where he could not win a single playoff game and barely went to the playoffs that he did not want to come to Carolina because he wanted to play in important games and he got to do that over the past month playing for the Los Angeles Rams and winning a Super Bowl on Sunday night turned out to be the right decision for him so what do the Carolina Panthers do then could they go rookie does Sam Donald start again there could be an option in Carson Wentz and I've already gotten a few people who've said to me the Panthers should be looking at Carson Wentz as their starting quarterback in 2022. Why do they bring that up? Because Chris Mortensen of ESPN.com talked about is very probable and could likely happen over the next couple of weeks where Carson Wentz is either traded or released before March 8th, 19th, which is the league new league year, and that would mean that his $15 million base salary would not be guaranteed his future in Indianapolis is bleak. So hearing that, Carson Wentz, and remember a year ago, the Colts gave up a first-round pick and I think a second-round pick that potentially could become a first-round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles so that Carson Wentz could reunite with his former offensive coordinator in Frank Reich, the guy who helped the Eagles win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles when Wentz went down. That's the man who could get into the head of Carson Wentz and turn him into the kind of quarterback that a lot of people expected him to be when he came out of North Dakota State University and was drafted second overall. It was not that long ago during that Super Bowl season with the Philadelphia Eagles 
where the Eagles look like with Carson Wentz that he was going to be the MVP of the league before tearing his ACL at the Coliseum in Los Angeles in that game against the Los Angeles Rams. And since then, his career kind of went downhill. There were moments in Philadelphia from an outsider's perspective where it looked like Carson Wentz actually was that guy a couple years ago when they were dealing with injury after injury. And it was the season when the Eagles were featured on All or Nothing on Amazon. And Wentz helped carry that team at the end of the year when they didn't have any receiving options, when Deshaun Jackson was injured and all Sean Jeffrey was injured and the offensive line was banged up. Wentz carried him to the playoffs only to get injured in that playoff game and have Josh McCown, who almost became the Houston Texans head coach last week before they could put the kibosh on that, and he went down again. Injuries have been a problem for Carson Wentz, and then this year in Indianapolis, when it looked like after they beat the Patriots on a Saturday night in December, they were absolutely going to be a team in the playoffs. Things all kind of fell apart in the end for the Colts as Wentz tested positive for COVID after not getting vaccinated and saying he would not get vaccinated. He trusts the doctors to perform his surgeries, but not when it comes to the vaccine. That mean he that meant he missed practice and he just was not the same at the end of the year after having kind of an okay season. And the Colts had a very embarrassing loss in week 18 on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars, where Jaguar fans were wearing clown costumes and mocking Shad Khan as they wanted their president of football operations, Trent Balky, to be fired, which did not happen. That was the focus of Jags fans, but they actually got to watch a win. So Carson Wentz kind of lacked leadership in the point of when you get vaccinated and that bit of team in the ass at the end of the year makes just mind-numbingly stupid decisions with the football, like a guy we have here in Carolina and Sam Darnold, even though Wentz absolutely is better than Darnold. But after a year... The coach that a lot of people thought could help him and who seemingly would be the only one to believe in Wentz at this point in his career, Frank Reich has decided that this is not the answer. And Chris Ballard, also the general manager, has decided that Carson Wentz is not the guy. We need to go in another direction, even though it's not very clear that the Indianapolis Colts will be able to find an upgrade for Carson Wentz next season. Hearing all of that, what makes you think that Carson Wentz should be a Carolina Panther? Seriously. Now, you're not going to trade for him at all. The fact that they brought up him that he could be traded, at least a report is out there that he could be traded or released by March 19th or before March 19th, tells you the Colts are done with him. If the Colts are done with him, you don't give up a single solitary asset for Carson Wentz. And how is the Wentz situation any different than last year with Sam Darnold? Wentz went to Indianapolis, hopefully be a reclamation project, played better than Darnold, but at the end of the day, the Colts don't think he is their long-term option. The Panthers should know that Sam Donald is not their long-term option. Now, the Colts got a better look at Carson Wentz because of what's around Carson Wentz there in Indianapolis, but Carson Wentz is not that guy. I think it can be an okay start in the National Football League, but is he going to be the player he was back when the Eagles were the one seed in the NFC and he helped him get to that position? I don't think so. I really don't think that's going to happen anymore. He can't be relied upon. He doesn't seem to have the kind of leadership that you want at that position. So, no, I'm not interested in Carson Wentz here in Carolina. I'm sure some people will ask me on the mailbag later this week whether I'm in on Carson Wentz. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not interested in Carson Wentz coming here. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Unless Carolina Panthers can get a obvious upgrade, someone who can hopefully help them hoist the Lombardi Trophy, as long as the right pieces are around, whether they have need the right pieces around like Matthew Stafford or they can carry the squad like an Aaron Rodgers or potentially Deshaun Watson or maybe in Russell Wilson, they don't need to make any sort of move at quarterback. 
that's going to be prohibitive to the salary cap. Now, if they can get Carson Wentz off the street and sign him to a team-friendly deal that fits into the salary cap hit of $18.858 million that they have with Sam Darnold, then I might be interested in that. I would be a little bit more interested in Carson Wentz on a one-year deal as competition for Sam Darnold. But I'm not interested in Carson Wentz coming to Carolina via trade because Carson Wentz is not a franchise quarterback. Carson Wentz is not an all-pro. Carson Wentz is not going to be holding out the Lombardi Trophy in any American city during a Super Bowl parade because he helped them win the Super Bowl, that he was there in the Super Bowl game winning it. He's been on the parade before, but he did not sit there and win the Super Bowl. He did not out-duel Tom Brady. He certainly played a role in getting them to that point. But those days are long gone. So no, I'm not interested in trading for Carson Wentz, but a conversation about Carson Wentz coming here to Carolina after he's been released, if he is released by the Colts, and then signing him to a very team-friendly deal, and having quarterback money like maybe $25 million against the cap, like which you would pay probably for a singular starter in a National Football League, I could be interested in that. I would be fine with Wentz versus Darnold, which Wentz should win in training camp. But is that going to be a long-term answer for the Carolina Panthers? Nah. So at the end of the day, am I really all that interested? Nah. Now the quarterback position in the NFC is very interesting. We talked about the outlook a couple weeks ago with the changing dynamics in the NFC. Looking like Aaron Rodgers might return. What is the post-Super Bowl outlook for the Carolina Panthers as they hope to position themselves up the ladder in the NFC hierarchy starting in 2022 after the next couple weeks if they can make the right moves this offseason. We'll get to that in just a moment. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So a couple weeks ago, we took a look at the NFC as there's a lot of changing dynamics going on within the conference. You look over the AFC and you look at the young quarterbacks that are there. Joe Burrow, who played in the Super Bowl on Sunday, was just under duress throughout the game, but came out, made play after play, tried his best to will his team to victory. You feel good about the Bengals potentially moving forward because they have a quarterback. And you look at the the Chiefs, of course, with Patrick Mahomes, who's been awesome. They've hosted four straight AFC title games. He's been a Super Bowl MVP. He's been the MVP of the league. They, they're going to be just fine. There in Kansas City, Buffalo, Josh Allen, the last two years has been awesome. And you're still wondering how in the world, after he puts off possibly the greatest performance of his career, and I don't know how he's ever going to top what he did in that divisional round against the Chiefs 
But man, he was awesome. And the Bills, they should be fine with him and McDermott and company and over in LA. Not the Rams, but the other team, the Chargers. Brandon Staley, young coach. There's a lot of positive talk about him. He's got a different look at things, very analytical, not afraid to go forward on fourth down. He asked Justin Herbert. And you have a young quarterback, you have a chance. We'll find out about Staley down the road, but we know about John Harbaugh up there in Buff in Baltimore, where he's won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, and he has Lamar Jackson, who's been the MVP of the league and is one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League, and that man needs to get paid. You know where the AFC dynamics are going to look like over the next five years, or probably the last, not five years, but the next decade because of those young quarterbacks, and it's going to be an uphill battle for every team that does not have a quarterback who can play at the level of those guys, or at least has a team around him that can help them get to that point where they can match the play of Mahomes, of Allen, of Jackson, and of course of Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, who was so great throughout the postseason. The NFC, a little bit different right now when you look at it. Tom Brady's gone. Drew Brees left the last year. Now it's Sean Payton's left, and Dennis Allen's been elevated as the head coach there in New Orleans, and just looking at NFC South as well, and Bruce Arians, how much longer does he stay in Tampa? Does he leave after next season? What do they do at quarterback? And does Todd Bowles take over when Arians retires? Is it Byron Leftwich who should have gotten a job this hiring cycle, but because Jacksonville can't get out of their own way, that didn't work out? And it's not just there. Kirk Cousins, what's his future in Minnesota? Jimmy Garoppolo's leaving San Francisco, where he took them to a Super Bowl and got them back to the NFC title game before he proved why he should not be the starting quarterback moving forward of San Francisco, something they already knew heading into the season, which is why they drafted Trey Lance and traded those three first-round picks to Miami to get Trey Lance. But what does Trey Lance look like? Russell Wilson, what's his future out there in the Pacific Northwest with the Seattle Seahawks? Aaron Rodgers leaning towards coming back, it looks like, to Green Bay. But Andrew Brandt, who used to work in Green Bay, has been bullish on the fact that Aaron Rodgers believes will not be back. Does he go to Denver? There's a lot of changing dynamics in what the NFC is going to look like moving forward, and it only has gotten more murkier, or murkier, I guess is a word, not more murkier, whatever. It's only gotten murkier and the muddy, the waters, as Kyler Murray is apparently not very happy with how things are going for him in Arizona after... Got up to a great start. We're the last undefeated team in the National Football League. And then down the stretch, everything just fell apart. Chris Mortensen, Mort Report on Twitter from ESPN, reported that there's odd vibe between the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray. is indeed alarming. Murray is described as a self-centered, immature, and finger pointer per sources. Murray is frustrated with the franchise and was embarrassed by the playoff loss to the Rams and thinks he's been framed as a scapegoat. Also, where is this headed? Well, despite the acrimony. The Cardinals expect things to calm down to Murray as their quarterback. Select veterans hope to reach Murray on how he can handle adversity better. And coach Cliff Kingsbury is also self-scouting where he can provide better alternatives for the quarterback. So things aren't all peachy in Arizona. Murray actually put this out on Twitter on Monday night saying, I play this game for the love of it. My teammates, everyone who has helped me get to this position that believed in me and to win championships, all this is nonsense, is not what I'm about. Never has been, never will be. Anyone who has ever stepped between those lines with me knows how hard I go. Love me or hate me, but I'm going to continue to grow and get better. So again, according to Chris Mortensen, Kyler Murray should be fine. But it's led a lot of people to question Kyler Murray's leadership and whether he might one day go back to baseball after playing in the NFL for a couple of years, and if things get hard for him, will he know how to handle it? Because he's been 
a winner everywhere he's gone. He never lost a high school game as a starting quarterback in the state of Texas. Y'all, like Texas, we know football's religion down there. He goes to AM, things get hard. He leaves, goes to Oklahoma, gets to the playoff, wins the Heisman Trophy. Like he's a baller, no doubt. But there's always questions about Kyler Murray. And that's why it makes things, again, so important. Like the, it hasn't really changed that much since a couple weeks ago when we took a look at the NFC for the Carolina Panthers. Like they still need to get an offensive line. They still need to find a quarterback. And they need to be able to have a coaching staff, which we'll get into here in a moment, that can be good enough and has enough experience for the team to take a next step in year three. Because there's not a lot of belief in Matt Rule. But there's belief, at least I have, in the front office and potentially in some of the hires that Matt Rule has made over the last couple weeks that this team could be better. But Aaron Rodgers staying there in Green Bay and potentially Russell Wilson staying put in Seattle, that makes you feel like the Seahawks, they can figure some things out. John Snyder, the general manager, is now in charge of personnel instead of Cliff, instead of uh, Pete Carroll, which would be the case here in Carolina when you look at Matt Rule and Scott Fitter and the dynamics in this front office, in this organization. But that, apparently that's not the case. They can say it's a collaborative effort. They can say they're aligned. But apparently, according to a report last week from Walter Football, Matt Rule's on a power trip, and there could be some sort of dysfunction, especially when you add in David Tepper, who is an active participant, and don't look too far down the hall, his soccer team. <laughs> Their head coach just said that they were screwed last week because they don't even have a full roster. Right now they're screwed, and they can't even get designated players, and we'll see how that whole venture works out because I'm sure some of you all are also going to be fans of Charlotte FC. I'm a little skeptical because I can't really get behind a David Tepper um, project right now. Panthers, been here long enough, but Tepper, not a huge fan of him right now. Why I've said, I think he's the biggest problem here in Carolina, but we'll see how things play out. This offseason is vital. O-line, we got the coaching staff, got to get the O-line, got to get the quarterback next. Hopefully they can get both of those. We'll see how things play out. But Rodgers staying in Green Bay, that would probably mean Devontae Adams would stay in Green Bay. Packers are going to be just fine. Seattle, Russell Wilson comes back. They get things figured out. They'll be just fine. Rams, we'll see what happens. McVay is going to come back, it looks like. There was a report that he would retire. He's not going anywhere. Um, he's going to have to find better work-life balance as he prepares to get married finally after pushing that off a couple times throughout the pandemic and the last couple of football seasons. But he has Stafford. He's going to have Cam Akers, who didn't look great over the last couple weeks because of the whole Achilles thing, but I think he'll be fine going into next year. They're going to lose Andrew Whitworth at left tackle. They're possibly going to lose Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald should retire. Uh, OBJ towards ACL. So he, if he was getting re-signed, we'll see how that works out. Robert Woods is coming off an ACL. So you got two receivers coming off of significant knee injuries. So that Cooper Cup, there's going to be transition. Arizona, what's the dynamics there for that team? Is Cliff Kingsbury the right guy? San Francisco, is Trey Lance actually it? And we already know what things are. We don't know what things are look like in the NFC South, but we know there's going to be a new head coach in Tampa. Sorry, in New Orleans, a new quarterback in New Orleans, a new quarterback in Tampa. A lot of interesting things going on here in the NFC. So the Carolina Panthers again have an opportunity if they make the right moves to win a division next year, and for all the good vibes to come back. But in the meantime, they got to figure things out. And we can sit here and we know the door is open. It's ajar, but might have closed just a little bit with their latest news that we're reporting, at least from Mike Sando of The Athletic, that Aaron Rodgers looking like he's probably going to return to Green Bay. I mentioned this over the last couple weeks. The first box the Panthers and Matt Rule had to check this offseason was the coaching staff. Looks like Matt Rule has done that as they announced a couple more coaching hires on Monday, and I think they've completed their coaching staff. 
We'll take a look at some of the new hires and the coaching staff as a whole here in just a moment. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Yet computers have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I'm talking about your smartphone, folks. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes – It's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. It appears that phase one of the Carolina Panthers rebuild during this 2022 offseason has been completed as Matt Rule needed to find a staff that actually was worthy of the NFL level. Not to say that some of the guys that were here before should not have been here, even though I've mentioned it multiple times. I don't think Joe Brady ever should have had the job based off of just his experience, lack thereof. And But I do think he still might have a future a bright future in the National Football League, especially now that he's up in Buffalo as a quarterback coach. First time he's ever been a quarterback coach, mind you, coaching Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. It's going to be more Josh Allen, folks, than it's going to be Joe Brady, but it's going to help Joe Brady get an OC job and likely help Joe Brady get a head coaching job since he's a genius and all that. He wasn't the only hire the Panthers had to make. They had to go out there and get an offensive line coach after Matt Rule, relieve Pat Meyer of his duties after the O-line was just god-awful. In 2021, Chase Blackburn, Buffalo teams coordinator that was retained after being here during the Ron Rivera era, had one of the worst units, had a bad unit throughout his tenure here in Carolina. He's no longer here. And they also decided to get rid of Frank Ocam, who was the assistant defensive line coach in 2020, became the off the full, well, I guess, top defensive line coach in 2021, came over from Baylor with Matt Rule. He had to go as well. And we also saw Jason Simmons leave to go play or go coach for the Las Vegas Raiders after coaching in the secondary last year. He went to go there, brought in Steve Wilkes. You also saw um, Frisman Jackson leave Carolina, the wide receiver coach, to go coach 
in Pittsburgh, the relationship that he had with Matt Canada, formerly the NC State office coordinator, currently the office coordinator there in Pittsburgh. Same situation there when it came to Jason Simmons, who has a good relationship with now Las Vegas Raiders defensive coordinator and former Giants defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. So a lot of movement when it comes to the coaching staff here in Carolina and announced on Monday more hires as the Carolina Panthers have hired a new wide receiver coach in Joe Daly, who was on the Boston College staff over the last couple years. He's only coached in college, but here's the tie to this Carolina Panthers staff. As I mentioned to y'all, when James Campen was hired by the Carolina Panthers, it was because of his relationship with Ben McAdoo and that Ben McAdoo would have a say in who would be working on his staff. And that led to some of the murmurs and reports that the Carolina Panthers would be likely moving on from other staff members because they might not fit in with new offensive coach or offensive coordinator, Ben McAdoo. Well, Ben McAdoo has a relationship with Frank Signetti Jr., who is the OC there in Boston for Boston College. Boston College, I guess, technically Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. He was a quarterback coach for Ben McAdoo when McAdoo was the Giants head coach. So, obviously, a recommendation from Frank Signetti Jr. to bring Joe Daly here to Carolina, the wide receiver coach. You might know Joe Daly's name if you're familiar with his time at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. As he came over as a transfer from Nebraska, played quarterback, was terrible at it, then moved over to wide receiver, but apparently he's had a really good career so far in college. The Panthers also announced on Monday that defensive analyst Kevin Gilbride would be moving over to tight end coach as Brian Angelico, who had initially been blocked from interviewing other places, would be taking over as the tight end coach over in Minnesota with the Vikings if Kevin O'Connell, the OC from the Rams, takes over as the head coach there in Minnesota. And Robert Kugler is now the new assistant offensive line coach, was the O-line coach under James Campen last year in Houston. So there, James Campen bringing his own guy, completely overhauled offensive staff here in Carolina. New OC and Ben McAdoo, new O-line coach and James Campen, and assistant O-line coach and Robert Kugler, new wide receiver coach and Joe Daly. Everything has changed offensively from one of the worst offensive lines or offensive, well, offensive lines, but offenses in football last year. So except for the quarterback coach, Sean Ryan returns. Sean Ryan, of course, comes from that Tom Coughlin tree, which is the reason why uh, why Matt Rule hired him last year, which, again, he hired him over Ben McAdoo, who the last two seasons had hired, had interviewed, rather, for the old, for the quarterback coach job in Carolina, but then was not given the job. But now, apparently, he's in charge of the offense here in Carolina. So to recap, eight departures, four fired, four left, fired Joe Brady, special teams coordinator Chase Blackburn, offensive line coach Pat Meyer, assistant offensive line coach Tony Sperano Jr. left, um, Frank Ocam was fired, but then President Jackson left on his own, the wide receiver coach, tight end coach Brian Angelico, who previously had been barred from interviewing elsewhere. He's now left gone in Minnesota. Jason Simmons, defensive back coach, is also left to go to the Raiders. And in is OC, Ben McAdoo, special teams coordinator Chris Tabor, Offensive line coach, James Campen. Assistant offensive line coach, Robert Kugler. Wide receiver coach, Joe Daly. Tight end coach, Kevin Gilbride, who gets elevated from defensive analyst. Defensive line coach, Paul Pascaloni. Defensive back coach, Steve Wilkes. We've been over it before. Three former head coaches now on the staff. In Wilkes, Pascaloni, and McAdoo when Matt Rule had zero. Over his last two years in his first two staffs, Chris Tabor consistently in Chicago and his tenure 
uh, and career in the National Football League has put out top 10 units on special teams. He's now here a lot and a ton more NFL experience on Matt Rule's staff heading into year three. He had to do this, had to nail these hires. You don't love the McAdoo, but you kind of got to like James Campen based off of his what he's done in the past. You got to like Chris Tabor. We'll see about Joe Daly. We'll see. You know, hasn't really never coached at this level. But we'll see how things work out there. And we'll see how things work out with Pascaloni. But he has forgotten more football than we'll ever know. And Steve Wilkes, we already know what he can do. And we love him. He's a Charlotte guy. And we are excited to have him back here in Carolina. So I give a lot of credit to Matt Rule. I think he might have passed this one. I'm not going to say flying colors. We will see. But he passed the coaching higher portion of the offseason. Now in a month, go pass free agency. And in a month after that, go pass the draft and deliver a football team once we get down to Spartanburg. And after that, that can actually win some football games next year and win his division. Or, you know, you can go back to school because that will be your fate if you don't get it done, Matt Rule. That's going to wrap it up here for this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. We are a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify and all of the other major podcasting platforms. And starting on Monday, I'll be on YouTube. The page is already live, so make sure to head over to YouTube.com right now. Search Locked On Panthers. Click on the blue Panthers one, not the red one. That's Florida Panthers. We're the Carolina Panthers. Click on that and press subscribe so you'll get every single episode moving forward to the visual part of the episode moving forward. Every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And speaking of Fridays, every single Friday, I have the weekly Friday mailbag here on the show. To participate, you got to follow me on Twitter, and then you got to at me, at Julian Council, or you can DM me at Julian Council so I can answer your Carolina Panther questions. So get those in to me right now. In the meantime, take care, be safe, and I will talk to y'all on Wednesday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.